What is reality? Reality is being introduced to drugs and alcohol at an early age. Reality is basing your worth on the feelings you get from using and selling drugs. Reality is drifting from everybody who loves you because you don't love yourself enough to change. Reality is giving up everything to support your addiction. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. Reality is living in a sea can in the middle of winter. Reality is losing four jobs in a year because you can't show up to work. Reality is lying to everyone you know so you can keep living in addiction. Reality is having your father tell you he doesn't respect you. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. Reality is being in bondage to fear at an early age and learning to use short-term measures to make, make them bearable. Reality is avoiding Jesus because of ill feelings toward human institutions. Reality is want a relationship from an earthly father, and when that didn't happen, refusing to have one with an eternal father. Reality is not having true roots and sabotaging any which seem to appear. Reality is spending more time drinking at bars or gambling at casinos than with family. Reality is justifying addictions with a good income or by overworking. Reality is losing any real sense of joy or happiness in life and not wanting to seek help in fears of being considered vulnerable or weak. Reality is finding my only comfort or self-worth in alcohol, money, or unhealthy relationships. How do I know this is a reality? This was me. Although we've all been affected by different realities, we've all been changed by the same truth. And the truth is, I've been reborn into a new life. The truth is, I belong to Christ, who endured the cross for my sake. The truth is, I've crucified my old self and stepped into God's will for my life. And the truth is, I'm a co-heir of an eternal covenant with our Father in heaven. Truth is, even if I've given up on myself, God hasn't. Truth is, through my relationship in Christ, I look forward to the future. Truth is, I've been given a second chance in Christ. 2 Samuel 14, 14, For we will surely die and are like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Yet God does not take away life, but plans ways so that the banished will not be cast out in him. The truth is that God is the only true antidote to fear. The truth is that human institutions can fail us at any time, but Jesus never failed us. The truth is relationships can be restored and nurtured through the love and healing of our Heavenly Father. And the truth is to be rooted in oneself is only possible through, through the reliance on Jesus Christ. Truth is, developing a solid relationship with God has created the strongest foundation to build or restore any relationship. Truth is, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life di life's difficulties, you will experience the blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test of life with faith and receive the victorious crown promised to every lover of God. Truth is, everyone who loves the Lord and delights in Him will cherish His words and be blessed beyond expectation. Truth is, God brought me back from the brink of death, so here I am, alive, being fully restored with grace and love. And he said, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Good morning, church family. Such a privilege to be with you this morning. My name is Eldon. I am the pastor at Team Challenge Okanagan. Uh, super proud of these men and that beautiful lady 
Uh, and your guys' graduate class, amazing. Uh, yeah, please, love up on them. As I was listening to the uh, graduates um, and where they're headed, it took me back a few years where I remember doing the same thing in front of my church and my knees were knocking and my mouth was dry and everybody's looking at you and never thought I would ever be a pastor and uh, God has plans for you. But before I get into my sermon, I want to talk a little bit about Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge has been around for 60 years, currently uh, is in 100 different countries with 1,400 centers around the world. Um, 85% of its graduates are uh, maintaining a sober life. And uh, locally in Kelowna, we have room for 22 men in our facility, but we're also believing God to build a women and children's center where moms and their kids can come and be set free from addiction. So God is doing some great things. So... um, Part of what I, I do in, at Team Challenge is I take the training phase. As men come in, they come into the uh, introduction of it. So they come in through the admissions uh, through, and then through introduction. And then the final six months is with me where we build custom program for them on where they're weak, what they, uh, some of the areas that they want to grow in, make sure their foundation uh, in scripture and understanding how who God wants them to be. And so what I'd like to do today is not only speak to my church family, we're all extended family, but I always want to challenge the men with God's word. But to be honest, graduates, I think that this word is a great word for you guys as well. And so uh, are you guys used to standing when you read God's word? Or are you guys more, you want to stand? Let's stand. I just, I, I always find it interesting we rise when the bride comes in for a wedding service, so with God's word, let's, uh, let's honor it as well. It's found in Luke chapter 22. It says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter... Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me. Let's pray. Father, give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a life to walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to go back to the first slide. Simon, Simon, we're talking about Peter here, one of my favorite biblical characters He is the one who speaks first, sometimes maybe the last to think. We find him many times putting his foot in his mouth. He gets corrected by Jesus. He gets praised by Jesus. He is, I feel like he's me sometimes. (laughs) And here he is. This is in the latter part of Luke. We're just getting ready to Jesus going to the cross. Very well-known story where not only does this happen, but here's what I want you to see in verse 31, guys, I'm going to turn my end grads. Look at the, I want you to see this. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked. There's an authority here. Satan doesn't get to do what he wants to do. He has to ask. Because there's only one father. There's only one God. There's only one authority. 
and this authority, even Satan himself must receive approval. Now this may be difficult when I look at these men and what they're going through and they go, what, what do you mean? Like what I went through? Well, I want you to say he's asked to sift. Sift is a process. It says, you know, so I want you to understand Satan is asked to take Simon through a process. A process. He just can't take wheat and use it. It's got to be processed before it's usable. Let's talk about authority, church. I have prayed for you. Let's never, ever, ever underestimate the power of prayer. Let's not underestimate our part in this story. From Simon, you can put Eldon, you could put Michelle, you could put any name in there. Eldon, Eldon, Satan is asked to sift you as we, but I have prayed for you. Who's praying? Jesus. Jesus is praying the same Christ who was there at the beginning of the foundation of time, the creator of the universe with the Trinity, is praying for you and for me and for our graduates and for you, man. Because he knows there's testing. Anyone in here been tested? Ooh, some of those tests aren't so much fun, are they? Till you get on the other side. And you see his strength in your weakness. When you recognize it's not by my might, my power that I stand walking in freedom. It's because of Christ on the cross of Calvary that I can do all things. See, this is what's happening here. We're starting to see Peter was one of the front runners. He was in the inner circle of Jesus. He was tight with the Lord. He's not above testing. And do you think when he walked away from his fishing business that this is how he sees it ending? I'm going to deny you, Lord? Are you kidding me? In fact, we can go to the next slide. I'm ready to go to death. You and me, Jesus, to the end. Prison, I'm in. At this moment in time, Peter says, Lord, we're tight. We're not, I'm not going anywhere. But the sifting hasn't happened. The trial by fire, the, the refiner's fire hasn't happened. To the graduates, man, you got your whole life ahead of you. It's exciting. When I graduated high school, I thought never, ever will I go back into an education institute. <laughs> right? Two, three years. I went and worked, made the money, right? But it wasn't where it was at. God got a hold of my heart and called me in. And not only did it take 10 years for me to get my bachelor's degree, five of those I ended up working for the college. But he's been bringing me through life, through his word, the, the school of scripture, the refinement of, Getting masters by following the master. Peter believed it. We all believe it, don't we, church? We believe in our heart there's nothing that would ever cause us to deny Christ. There's no way, after all that he's done for us, 
But everyone sitting here knows somewhere, somehow, in some form, we have. Or we've gone through a thing and our, our faith has been shaken. Our, our, we've been, just for a moment, really wondering, Lord, are you who you say you are? Can you overcome this? I remember my dad said, son, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, things would be so different. Find myself saying the same thing to my girls. But I would say to the graduates and to these men, man, if I knew then what I know now, the outcome would be different. But what I had to go through has made me who I am now. I know that my God is big, so strong, so able. There's nothing my Lord cannot do. Right? And what we teach children comes back full circle as adults where we realize so much that God can do far more than we can think or ask. There is no storm that he can't calm. There's no chain he cannot break. There isn't a circumstance in your life that he can't overcome. Church, he conquered the grave. What do we have to fear? And as Peter goes through this, Jesus says, listen, Peter, I know. Men, God knows. He knows that there will come a time where the rooster will crow. And it doesn't phase him at all. Jesus tells Peter, Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, I tell you, Eldon, before you pass away, you're going to deny me. Man, I just wish it was three times. I just wish it was only three times. Can we go back a slide? Let's not forget who's praying for us. Because look, even though Jesus knew I would, you would, they would, we all would. He says this, he says, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Satan's asking to test and Jesus already said, here's the answer. He'll pass. He'll pass. And not if, and not possibly, but it says, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Church, we have an awesome responsibility, not only for our graduates and for our children, but for the world around us to speak the truth in love, to stand on the promises of God, to be bold to look at men who have gone through storms and say, listen, God knows you and he loves you and he's called you by name and everything that you heard about what was reality is overcome by what's truth. And men, you need to hear this. God loves you and he has a truth for you. And as you're going through this, as we're all going through this, some of us are going through storms of ourselves. you need to know that Jesus himself is interceding at the right hand of God the Father for you this very moment, this very minute, this very hour. And he's praying for you. 
And when you overcome, not if you overcome, when you overcome, it's not about you living your life happy, footloose, and free, going, woohoo! I mean, you can do it, but it's not about you. It's about strengthening your brothers. It's about once you get to the mountain top, God calls us back to the valley floor with a different perspective. See, the view from the mountaintop is amazing, guys. It's amazing. Miles, gorgeous, beautiful sunrise. It's amazing. But the streams and the life happen in the valley floor, and God calls us to go back that we may bring people. I've got to show you this. You've got to see what I just saw. I know it's hard to find, but follow me. And you end up at the foot of the cross from the man from Galilee who opens your eyes to things you've never seen. Church, remember who's praying for you. Remember who's delivered you. Remember the promises he's given you. You have a beautiful church. There's faithfulness here. Never stop praying for the next generation and never not stop never stop testifying of how faithful he was to yours. He is the same yesterday as he is today and praise God tomorrow. He has come to set the captives free, to bring healing to the broken, sight to the blind, freedom to those who are imprisoned. This is truth no matter what the reality is. Let's pray. Lord, you are so, so good. As we have sung You are a good, good father who knows your children and you love us and you allow us to go through things that strengthen us. Lord, I pray for these men that you will continue to strengthen them, refine them and break through their reality for the truth. Lord, I pray for the graduating class that you would continue to grow them and as they go through challenges that you would remind them of your truth that nothing they encounter is too difficult for you. Oh, Lord, and for the wee ones. What a blessing. May they remind us, the seasoned ones, to walk in a way that would lead these beautiful lives, this next generation, to the greatest gift that ever is, was, or will be, the gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.